Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brittany. I'm Diana. And this is episode 31. Today, we'll be reviewing season five, episodes 11 and 12 of The Walking Dead with the lens of pride and humility. But before we dive in, how are you doing today, Brittany? I'm doing okay. I lost my first week of fantasy football, and last year I was undefeated. So that's kind of a bummer, but it's not a big deal. It's just a little bit of my pride, you know? (laughs) Pride! (laughs) You see what I did there? (laughs) Theme! (laughs) How about you, Diana? I'm doing good. Last Sunday, I met with my improv group. We're going to start a new segment, Mm -hmm. the Yes And segment. (laughs) And we're going to start in a couple weeks. So it was so good to see everybody. It's like I really miss them. (laughs) So, you know, we bond as a group. So totally. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. That's fun. And now for our recaps. Season 5, Episode 11, The Distance. Aaron leads them to his home, but they get derailed from Route 23 because it's full of walkers. They do get out of this alive, but Aaron did warn them to take Route 15 instead. They meet Aaron's partner, Eric, and some more of Aaron's group, and eventually they all agree to enter Alexandria. Season 5, Episode 12, Remember. The group enters Alexandria's safe zone and meet Deanna, the town leader, who interviews them to get a read on them and assign jobs. The group has some trouble adjusting, and some Alexandrians are not happy they arrived. But Deanna announces they are part of the community and makes Rick and Michonne the constables. Okay, Brittany, where did you see the theme of pride and humility in these episodes? Well, I saw it all over Alexandria. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just wanted to mention how steadfast pride gets in the way of progress, especially within a community that's trying to rise up and build something worth all of this suffering, right? So... Michonne gets paranoid when she realizes they hadn't asked Aaron the three questions. And I think this is 100% on them. They forgot to ask him. That's their fault, not Aaron's. His answers seem normal for the most part. There's nothing out of the ordinary that he divulged. But their skepticism is what causes that panic that comes after. It's just wild to me that our perspective and our pride is such a powerful concept that it controls so much of our own narratives. And I know you're going to talk about Rick, but I just want to say something very quickly that his pride does get in the way when he doesn't want to listen to Aaron Mm -hmm. about going down a certain highway. And I totally understand why he's like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen everything that's happened to them, of course, but every part of us needs balance. You can't be 100% suspicious and doubtful because you eventually get yourself into that mess that they got themselves Mm -hmm. into. (laughs) I just think that if they had a bit more confidence in Aaron and went down the highway that he recommended, I mean, think of how less jilted and abrasive that drive could have been. It could have been actually dedicated to appreciating a new ally and learning more about him and appreciating the fact that he's sharing this information with them. Also, I wanted to talk about Aiden He does not welcome the new recruits. (laughs) He thinks they don't belong and they should not have been invited. And he's vocal about those beliefs. His pride gets in the way of creating a welcoming environment for them. 
And it also takes away from his own experience. He could have made new alliances, new friends with these people, but his own pride is getting in the way of forming real relationships. And lastly, I just want to talk about how Daryl won't take a shower. (laughs) It's just funny that he won't take a shower and he thinks Carol looks ridiculous. (laughs) Yet he did vote in favor of going to Alexandria, right? He says, this barn smells like horse shit. (laughs) But when he gets there, he just stayed really skeptical and he doesn't trust these people. So I just, I saw it all over that episode. (laughs) You're right, Brittany. They really do need a balance. Uh, I saw it with Rick and his pride. He feels responsible for everything they have been through and definitely has his guard up. He feels it's his duty to protect his family and the group. In the barn, he doesn't trust Aaron, which is why when Aaron offers the applesauce to Judith... Rick makes him taste it first to be sure it isn't poisoned and why he threatens to kill Aaron if his group doesn't return safely within the hour. Throughout the episode, the group realizes that Aaron is telling the truth, but Rick still doubts it. His pride prevents him from trusting a stranger, and I don't really blame him. As a parent raising my kids, I was very protective and had trouble letting go. You want to control everything around them to protect them and keep them out of harm's way, which is what Rick is doing. And it causes him to close himself off to the possibility of a brighter, safer future in a gated community. He does finally allow himself to listen to Michonne, Maggie, and Glenn. He tells Michonne if she remembers what she heard at Woodbury, and she says, silence, and then asks if she remembers what she heard at Terminus, and she says, silence. When they finally arrive at Alexandria, he and Michonne listen. The point of view is looking into Rick's eyes, and they turn from concern to hopeful because he hears a familiar sound that includes laughter, and it's such a relief. I also want to mention the pride Rick had when he put on that sheriff law enforcement uniform. He walks down the stairs, and everyone turns a look, and Daryl says, so you're a cop again? (laughs) Okay, Brittany, where else did you see pride and humility? I saw it with Deanna, or Deanna. Oh, great. I'm going to mess these names up again. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't Abraham say... Who's Diana or Diana? I think he says Diana, right? Diana. Okay. I don't even know. We call her Diana, don't we? I don't know. Whatever. Diana. Diana. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Okay. Whatever. She has a good balance of pride and humility, as she should, as a true politician should. She acts presidential, and it's really refreshing to see. I miss that. Anyway, she exhibits this when she tells all the townspeople, Rick and his people are part of this community now, in all ways, as equals. Understood? Hmm. Maybe Rick's group is still a little suspicious of Alexandria and Deanna, but I think she showed that she wants an inclusive community, and she wants to focus on each other's strengths, resilience, and a better future. I want to talk about Glenn and his pride. Uh, Glenn exhibits pride when he fixes the RV and knows where the extra batteries are stored. It was something he learned from Dale. 
Glenn regarded Dale as a mentor and confided in him often. So to be able to show off his automotive knowledge that he learned from Dale was such a tribute to his friendship and admiration for his friend. I had a coworker friend back in the late 90s who was older. Her kids were my age, but we were really good friends. And she taught me so much about cooking and baking and recipes. She retired and moved to Arizona with her family. We kept in contact periodically, but several years later, her husband emailed me to say that she had passed away from cancer. I was so devastated. I had no idea. Anyway, I remember so many things that she taught me, and I've kept those handwritten recipes she gave me. They are priceless. She left an impact on me, and I think that Dale left an impact on Glenn. So I loved seeing the pride he had when he was able to fix the RV. Okay, Brittany, what other things did you notice? Well, I noticed that... I didn't care much for Aaron when we were first introduced to him, but as I'm rewatching this, I love him. I love that he's so chipper. He smiles at the group after Rick punches him and that he wants to collect license plates from all 50 states and hang them on his wall. After he told Rick that he didn't like applesauce and he made a disgusted face, I said out loud, oh my God, that would be me if someone tried to make me eat raw onions or tomatoes. Aaron, I feel it, man. (laughs) It was just such a real person characteristic to have, and he's hilarious. I couldn't agree more. I didn't trust him at all the first time around, but now I felt I could watch his character in a new light because I wasn't suspicious of him. I really appreciated how funny he was and getting a little insight to his upbringing. His mom giving him applesauce to make him more manly. Oh, please. (laughs) We learned so much about him in these episodes about his charitable background, his food dislikes, his humor, his mother's abuse, and that he likes photography and collecting memorabilia. He is so optimistic. There is so much to Aaron, and I, too, appreciate him. I also liked that he brought up watching the group and noticing that even though they were thirsty and starving, that they didn't turn on each other, and he could tell they were survivors. He is observant, too. So I totally agree, and I also never liked Deanna that much, but in rewatching, she's funny, too. I know that these people are not warriors, like Rick and company. However, she seems real to me. When she says, looks like the communists won after all. And then, I'm just trying to figure Mr. Dixon out, but I will. I laughed. I was a student in class that laughed out loud to my teacher's corny jokes, and I feel the same vibe from Deanna. I also want to point out that Deanna was actually the first person in this the Walking Dead universe, to videotape interviews, not Al, which I had completely forgotten about. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's cool. I would like to point out another reason Melissa McBride deserves an Emmy. For her performance within a performance is Carol. She takes on a new persona, explains how she is the den mother of the group, and how she misses her ex-husband and doesn't have much experience with weapons or have survivor skills. Ha! Let's see if Deanna sees through Carol since she says she's a super good people reader. Okay, we are at our segment of why we love Rick. Brittany, why do you love Rick? 
I love that Rick does think of every possible scenario because of what him and his group have been through. And he really wants to assess every possible angle and make sure no one's taking advantage of them. Why do you love Rick? I love Rick because he looks good with a beard and without one. (laughs) I am not a beard person, but I have to say I missed his beard a little But then I saw his chiseled jawline and it was good to see it for a bit because we all know he grows it back. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, the clean shaven face is a reflection of who he thinks Alexandrians want him to be. So he is in disguise for now, playing the part just like Carol. Okay, we are at our segment of what are you currently watching? Brittany, what are you currently watching? I'm watching a lot at the same time. So I watched the season nine premiere of Shameless. Emmy Rossum is leaving after this season and she's the main character. I say end the show with her. (laughs) Anyway, first episode is a seven out of 10. I also watched the first episode of Iron Fist season two, and I think I'm already liking this season better than the first season. I love the story of Danny Rand, aka Iron Fist, and his journey from Kun Lun. Colleen is also a badass, so I do recommend 7 out of 10. Watch The Bachelor in Paradise finale. Drama. Chris still bothers me, so I actually don't know that I want him and Crystal to last, but Jenna is trash, and I hope Jordan finds love. I'm going to say 3 out of 10. Jack Ryan. So John Krasinski stars as a CIA analyst, and I thought the previews that I saw in the movie theaters were really cheesy, but I actually really enjoyed watching this first episode. So... 9 out of 10 for that. For movies, I watched Sierra Burgess is a Loser. Spoilers ahead for anyone who wants to watch this. I appreciated having a plus-size lead character, of course. However, I just did not think some of the jokes were appropriate. They were transphobic, homophobic, and in one scene, Sierra pretends to be deaf. All because she's so scared of telling the truth and talking to Jamie in person. She even kisses Jamie without his consent. The message of showing the physical, mental, and emotional struggle teenage girls who do not look like the cookie cutter size two all-American cheerleader stereotype is very real. The soundtrack was enjoyable, and the friendship of Sierra and Veronica was the true love story. It's fu- It was also fun to see Chrissy Metz in something other than This Is Us, but... A lot of this was really cringeworthy and awful to me. I just was not that impressed. I'm going to say six or seven out of ten. I also watched Believer. It's an American biopic documentary about the intersection of the LGBTQ community and the Church of Latter-day Saints. It's facilitated by Dan Reynolds of Imagine Dragons. He really wants to inspire institutional change, which I find really admirable. So eight out of ten for that. I also watched Ten by Ten. Kelly Riley and Luke Evans star in this thriller about a woman who's kidnapped by a man and then she's placed in a 10 by 10 room. It's not the story you would guess, but when everything finally unfolds, it's truly fascinating. So 9 out of 10 from me. I also watched Woman Walks Ahead. It's I just really didn't like this movie that much. I'm going to give it like a three or four out of 10. And I'm going to read you from Wikipedia what it's about because that's how much I really don't care about it. 
<laughs> so a headstrong New York painter embarks on a dangerous journey to meet with Sitting Bull, but must face off with an army officer intent on war with the Native Americans. Jessica Chastain and Michael Gray Eyes were great, but I just was not intrigued. Lastly, I watched Birthright, a war story. It's, oh, that's not lastly. <laughs> I watched Birthright, a war story. It's a documentary about the politics behind women's reproductive systems, and I 10 out of 10 recommend it. Lastly, I watched Obey Giant. I also highly recommend this. It's a documentary highlighting the life and career of street artist, illustrator, graphic designer, activist, and founder of Obey Clothing, Shepard Fairey. So I would say seven or eight out of ten. You watched a lot. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like half of them are an hour and a half things. So I know, but, but it's so- like I have a whole weekend. I have, I don't know. Yeah. You're good. You're like a good binge watcher person or also a good binge reader. (laughs) What are you watching, Diana? Well, uh, I watched Fear the Walking Dead season four, episode 13. I'm not going to say a whole lot about it, but a little bit of spoilers if you haven't watched it. Um, It was a good episode. Morgan and group are on the road looking for the others. They find Luciana after she finds a man on the road and helps him, which helps her find herself. It was really quite heartwarming. And I actually found myself appreciating her much more. Hmm. Um, The crazy lady is getting closer to the group and becoming more dangerous. And John Dory and Strand are stuck on an island with alligator-inhabited waters. (laughs) I love that John Dory is so hopeful and resourceful. He wants to get back to June. It's his driving force. Ah, true love. (laughs) I also watched The Talking Dead with Denai. Is it pronounced Denai? I think so. Denai Garcia and Coleman Domingo uh, were the guests. And it was another informative episode. It was so good to hear about the insights of their characters. Coleman admits to wearing his directing hat even when he's acting. And Denai is also a director. She has a film called The Cure that is hitting the festival circuits. They also discuss the havoc that this one crazy lady is having on the whole group. It's interesting how the crazy people live and the nice people die. I saw the season finale of So You Think You Can Dance season 15. Slavic, Genesee, Jensen, and Hannah Lay were the top four dancers. The episode showcased their favorite dances along with the judges. I was reminded of what great chemistry Genesee and Slavic have, and I still want them to get together as a couple. Anyway, I'm about to reveal who won, so this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the finale, um, you know, here we go. Although Slavic and Genesee were my favorite, I would have loved to have seen either one of them win, but they didn't. (laughs) I think that as far as excellence in dance, the end results were probably accurate. The fourth place was Slavic, Genesee was third, second was Jensen, and Hanale was named favorite dancer. Now I am so ready to watch The Voice, which starts September 24th. I also watched Mayans MC. It's a post-Sons of Anarchy show based on another gang that was featured in Sons. The show is based around Ezekiel, nicknamed Easy, 
who is fresh out of prison, but has a stamp, but was a Stanford student before that. Mm. He hopes to make this gang a temporary option, but we'll see. That's unlikely to happen. Uh, so, so much happens in the first episode, and I even started to watch the second episode. There's so many twists and turns, and I almost need to rewatch to stay on top of everything. Um, for Sons of Anarchy fans, there was a Gemma cameo in a flashback when Easy was in prison, which is said to have prominence in the future episodes. The great thing about this show is that it features Latinos. <laughs> but with that being said, I wondered how ratings would pan out. And it turns out the ratings for Mayans were the highest of any 2018 show. Mm. So that is so very cool. The show received decent ratings and I liked it, but it's only been two episodes, so it's hard to know if I will invest or not. Um, but I wasn't sold on Sons of Anarchy initially either. So let's see where the show takes us. I would like to add that I wasn't sold on any of my favorite shows, which is The Walking Dead, Games of Thrones, and Breaking Bad. I watched, let it go, and then went back to rewatch. I think because they are all pretty heavy shows, you really have to invest. But when you do, it's so worth it. I too watched Bachelor in Paradise finale, and I was surprised to see how many people ended up <laughs> engaged really together. So we'll see where that ends up too. I also watched Sierra Burgess is a Loser, and I was happy to see Shannon Purser, a.k.a. Barb from Stranger Things, as a lead in this Netflix movie since she didn't get too much screen time in the <laughs> other. And I have to basically agree with everything that um, Brittany said. It, you know, it was watchable, but it wasn't that great. Um, but I have to mention... Noah Centineo is having a good summer. <laughs> and from what his leading ladies say, he is a great guy, too. Interesting, but not surprising, he has become the internet boyfriend. His <laughs> popularity has skyrocketed. <laughs> and I watched Game Night with Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. It's a funny movie. I liked it. It was about a game night gone wrong. They think they are playing a kidnapped mystery game, but it turns out it's real. Or is it? <laughs> Keeps you guessing, and Jason and Rachel turn in great comedic performances, and I like them as actors, so this was pretty entertaining movie. That's what I watched. Okay, we are at our segment of And the Award Goes To. So, Brittany, what was your favorite moment, quote, or character? My favorite quote is from Aaron. He says, There's only one resource more critical for our survival. The people. Together, we're strong. You can make us even stronger. What does your award go to? Mine goes to Michonne. I love that Michonne is able to reel people in, steer them in the right direction, and keep them centered. She does this with Rick and with Glenn. She is so level-headed. While on the road, she responds to Glenn saying, If someone comes out, fire. Michonne says, if we see somebody, we should just shoot. What if they are like us? Glenn says, we are five people with guns. No one's coming out. Michonne says, people like us saved a priest. People like us saved a girl who rolled up to the prison with the governor. <laughs> with a smile, she says, people like us 
saved a crazy lady with a sword. <laughs> I love Michonne. Also, I want to give a shout out to Glenn for ducking a punch from Aiden and then punching him. <laughs> it was well-deserved. <laughs> That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We'll be uploading new episodes every Tuesday. Next show will be on Season 5, Episodes 13 and 14. You can find our blog at the link listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.